their blood. George Boylan looked up from the spelling word he had copied on his slate and listened to the two voices coming from the parlor. Pa and Grandpa Boylan must be at it again, he thought. His eyes grew serious as their voices became louder and louder. Every once in a while, Pa's voice rose even louder and more excited than Grandpa's, and he could guess what they were arguing about, the same thing that Pa had been speaking of all winter long. Well, so long as they're arguing, I hope Pa wins. With that thought, he grinned, pushed his chair back from the table, and crept down the hall as close to the parlor doorway as he dared go without being seen. Marcus, I just don't understand, Grandpa was saying. You have your wife, your family, a big sturdy house, and a fine piece of land here. We're never troubled with the Indians. We have a smithy to shoe our horses, a sawmill to cut the timber, and a gristmill to grind our flour. Why, we even got a doctor now. Why do you want to leave all this for a place where you'll find nothing but trees, wild animals, and Indians? Father, you've just answered your own question. It's so, so tame here. No adventure. We got everything we need except adventure. You of all people should understand. First you moved from the Palatinate in the Old World to Massachusetts. Then you took mother and us children from there to New York. And finally, you moved here to Pennsylvania. Well, I want to strike out for myself now. And so do a lot of the other fellas. It's in our blood. We've got to go. Grandpa considered a few seconds before answering. Well, son... If you don't think of yourself, then think of your family. You'll have to yank George out of school and make the children live rough lives, always in fear of a raid from those savages out there. Now, George is no problem, Pa said. He's seven years old and so big and strong you could take him for a couple years older. Already he can do a lot of man's work, and if Zella and the baby grow up like him, there'll be no problem either. Hearing this made George's chest swell big. I'd best remember to mend that harness tomorrow like Pa asked me to do, he thought, or else Pa might change his mind about me being able to do a man's work. But what about the children's schooling, Marcus? Ma's soft, gentle voice asked. George had not realized she was in there. Why, you can teach them, Prudence. You can read and write and do sums just as good as any man. What other school do they need? And some hard work will be good for those young'uns, too. I helped father chop the trees that made his cabin. Now George will help me with the trees for my cabin. Since nobody said anything else, Pa continued. No, my mind's made up. We're leaving as soon as the thaw is through and the ground hardens up. There's just too much good, rich land going to waste back in them forests. I aim to claim some of it for my own. When Pa talked like that, George knew he meant business. He felt so excited he could hold it in no longer. Whoopee! He yelled and ran laughing into the front room. I can't wait, Pa! I can't wait to start chopping them trees! Pa looked up, surprised. George Borland... Were you sneaking around that corner listening to us? Pa said it quietly, but his hard, steady eyes seemed to bore holes through George. Now George felt ashamed for listening. Get up to bed before I give you a good licking, Pa said. 
I don't want my children sneaking around here where they have no business being. George's head dropped, but he obeyed Pa and, without another word, climbed upstairs to bed. He felt bad that he had caused Pa to scold him. His curiosity had gotten the best of him, but he couldn't feel bad for long. He was too happy about the move his family would soon make, west into the forests. George could hardly sleep that night for excitement. The next morning, when George came downstairs for breakfast, it seemed that Pa had also forgotten about last night's scolding. Pa sat at the table, waiting for breakfast. Prudence, you're going to be surprised at the beauty of the land back there. I hear tell that the forests in the valley stretch as far as you can see. High mountains rise against the skyline, and streams rush down from them mountains to water the land. Your father and his friends were just as excited about this country when they came here, Ma reminded him, setting steaming hot cornbread on the table.